0: Well, hello, everybody, and thank you for tuning in to The Earnest Man Show, wherever you may be in this world. Just a quick message on how you can win a fabulous prize. After listening to an episode Simply go to my website, theearnestmanshow.com, and go to the discuss comment section below the episode. Leave a comment. That's it. It's that simple. Within a week, if a winner is chosen, you possibly could be a winner of a fabulous prize. Okay, well, it's it's not a car or a boat, but then again, you don't have to pay any taxes on it. So, what are you waiting for? You've got a good chance, and you can say anything you like. So, that's my message. Now, let's go to the show. This is episode number 95, Jesus, Mohammed, and Pixie Dust. The Incredible Power of Magical Thinking. I would like to tell you a story somehow I have a feeling that many of you out there are going to be able to relate. Let's imagine that your next door neighbor, who you have virtually never socialized with, has something that you need. In this case, a car. Now we're talking about let's say uh two uh homeowners or perhaps home renters and the houses are very close to one another but for various reasons they've never socialized um one feeling that perhaps the other is well just not their type of person in this case the person that is in need you might they say is a rather straight Or conservative person and this woman who is that way views the other lady that lives adjacent to her to be um, well basically a flake a hippie mama Um, it doesn't mean she's not nice and relatively normal she doesn't really cause any kind of disturbance or problem It's just that she's a flake. She can tell that by the way she adorns her house and windows and, well, anyway, they just haven't socialized hardly at all. But in this case, oddly enough, it is um, the uh, conservative uh, lady here that uh, is in need And in this case, it's just odd circumstances, but she is very, very much in need of transportation. Her car suddenly is not running and she has something very, very important she has to do. And for whatever reason, take your pick, she can't get a taxi or an Uber. I am actually creating this scenario, but for a very good reason so please just tolerate my lack of creativity as i try to piece this together so the more conservative woman who lives next door swallows all of her pride in the case of this needing of transportation immediately knocks on this lady's door and expecting to really have to beg and, you know, basically come hat in hand. Shortly after she's explaining the story to this other woman, who is just looking at her in a very strange puppy dogish kind of twisting their head kind of way, um, says, "Oh, you need Bobby." Well, um, I'm not really certain what kind of mood he's in, but, um, I mean, it shouldn't really be a problem. Uh, Why don't we just... uh, Well, here, the other woman, the other neighbor says, Bobby, thinking that this is the person who's going to drive the car. Then the other woman laughs nervously. Oh, no, no, that's the name of the car. Yes, yes, we call him Bobby. Anyway, uh, I'm not really certain how Bobby's feeling today, but don't worry about it. Sure, fine. Uh, You can uh, just give Bobby a try, and well, here's the keys, and here you go, and uh, just uh, take it as long as you need. Well, the other woman thinks this is, again, a bit flaky, but she doesn't care. She's in a hurry. She needs a car, and... For the other reasons I already explained, she cannot or, for whatever reason, get a taxi or an Uber and has no friends. I am just artificially creating this story for a reason. Okay? Bear with me, please. Anyway, so she thanks her profusely and proceeds to hop into Bobby and fire Bobby up, and Bobby cranks and cranks, and she can't get Bobby to start. And uh, she thinks to herself a little whimsically, hmm, seems like Bobby's throwing a bit of a temper tantrum. And until she notices that there's no gas in the tank. Great, the hippie left the car out of gas. Oh, well, fortunately she understands that there's a a gas station only a couple of blocks away so if need be she could hustle or bicycle on up to the gas station if she had a gas can which she doesn't okay so very quickly she goes uh, she gets out of the car and approaches her neighbor again stating well uh, the car I mean uh, Bobby doesn't uh, isn't starting and the uh, was wondering if you have a gas can because I don't because you know there's the gas station only a block or so away and I could get some gas and once the other lady's hearing this she kind of laughs a little bit she's why why do you want to bother with doing that you don't have to worry about that silly we'll get Bobby you know just give me a moment and so the other woman proceeds to um go to the uh, over the hood of the car and is making these weird gestations with her fingers over the hood of the car, and then she tells the other woman, okay, give it a try now. You should start. And, of course, she cranks the car, and, of course, the car doesn't start. She says, wait a minute, putting up one finger. Then she puts her ear down to the hood of the car for a few moments. At this point, the other woman is standing in disbelief, and if there was any doubts of flakism, uh, those are surely gone. Sure enough, the woman raises her head. Yeah, the uh, the pinky dust didn't work. It just seems like Bobby isn't. Uh, just doesn't really feel like going anywhere today. And you are, in this case, the other lady. She is standing there and says, "I see. Tell me, would you terribly mind anyway? W- would it would it be okay if I could use your gas can and, and maybe um, try to put uh, some fuel from the gas station? into your car. I mean, uh, uh, Bobby, uh, just in case, I don't know, Bobby's thirsty or something. I don't know. I mean, would that be okay? And the woman says, sure, fine. The other woman says, no problem at all. So, but I hate to tell you this, you're wasting your time. Mm, Why that? The other woman says, well, because like I said, I, I heard what he said and he just doesn't really feel like driving anywhere today. Oh, uh, uh, okay. Well, uh, well, it's okay. I'll, I'll. I guess I'll silly me. I'll just give it a try anyway. The other woman says, when she turns her back, rolling her eyes, thinking, "Oh God, oh God." Anyway, um. So yeah, she goes and gets the gas okay, and comes back and puts the fuel in the car. And after cranking the car for what seems like an eternity, suddenly Bobby springs to life. And the other woman who owns the car, the hippie lady is standing there and she kind of laughs and throws her hands up there. She says, Oh, Bobby, it's like you, the other says, yeah, she's kind of wondering at this point if this is for real. If everything that's transpired in the last half hour or so is real is this woman just deliberately acting this this way this um, what's a mild way of putting it this crazy just because it's a passive-aggressive way of not wanting to help your neighbor or what is the deal and uh, no she asked just as well She said, I guess Bobby changed his mind. (laughs) Kind of nervously laughing to the uh, hippie-ish lady. And she says, yeah, well, yeah, he does that sometimes. But yeah, so uh, he says, yeah, he'll take you wherever you you need to go. And the point is, is that uh, apparently the lady who owns the car, she actually believes this. Needless to say... The neighbor thanks her profusely, doesn't give a damn, hops in the car, and manages to take care of her urgent business regardless of all of this. Right. Anyway, I hope that you will forgive me as I tried to illustrate a point, perhaps very poorly. Perhaps I even entirely chose a wrong metaphor. I I shouldn't make apologies, but I guess I am. I don't know. What the hell? But anyway, what I'm trying to illustrate is that You're trapped in, when you're dealing, when you are a non-believer, let's say in this case, we're just going to call her the generic, more conservative lady. You're trapped as such a person with certain other people in a circular, self-reinforcing argument that you cannot win. For instance, had the um, more conservative lady came back hurriedly and put the gas in the car and everything being equal and the car would not have started, then hippy lady would have been standing there next to the car, very friendly, putting her hands up and out in an exasperated but gentle manner. And saying you see I told you so I'm sorry but I told you so Bobby said he just really doesn't feel like driving anywhere today on the other hand since in fact the car did start well Bobby changed his mind in other words you cannot in either way the conservative more conservative person cannot deter the uh hippie-ish woman from her delusional thinking because, well, in either way, it's self-fulfilling as far as hippie lady is concerned. You cannot break, you cannot hit the off-ramp from this crazy um, that uh, is taking place because that is the way delusional thinking works. Now, I use all of that to illustrate as best as I know how, as simply as I know how, that you could replace Hippie Lady with any, say, religious uh, person uh, who is, especially those that are very dedicated to their religion. And I don't care what religion it is at all. At all, any religion. It ends up being the same thing. Okay. Hippie lady believes in pixie dust and believes that cars are to be named and attached with human names or perhaps made up names. But the point is, they run on pixie dust it they run on magic and there is actually very little between pixie dust and magic and religion to a greater or lesser extent they are all the same it is all magic and the thing is about magic is it has no limitations, and there is no need for any explanation. Simple minds can simply be convinced of just about anything by a simple admonishment of, well, it's magic. This is the problem of magical thinking. And ultimately, in the adult world, it is one of the absolute mo- most destructive uh, ways of thinking, ways of being, ways of functioning that has ever been known. When we look at young children, when I say young Hmm, I'm talking about maybe no older than, say, 10 years old. Especially at, I don't know, maybe four or five or six, maybe even up to seven. They have their own magical thinking. As a matter of fact, simply because of the fact that they are children... They don't have a great deal of intellectual development uh, use at least not usually because well, they're children. And so all of the uh, silly stories of Santa Claus and the Easter Bunny and any damn thing else you want to throw their way up to a point they follow this. but you know, And I'm not making light of this but you know if you've got a kid and they're 12 13 years old and they're actually still believing in Santa Claus or the Easter Bunny I think you have some very very serious problems on your hands concerning your child in other words developmentally hopefully we especially with the help of our parents and teachers that is if they were not constrained and bound by intellectual constraints by certain corporate and government interest um, that's all they have is at the point where they are receptive to knowledge is simply you know what we tell them and hopefully that's supposed to be truth and especially getting away from the kiddie stuff you know when they're I don't know again 8, 9, 10 years old we need to be transitioning Out of that nonsense because if you don't you end up with adults who believe in pixie dust and they believe in supernatural beings and supernatural forces they believed in that shit 2,000 years ago they had different names Mithra Zeus Archimedes, I mean, it. it you name it. <clears throat> but you don't see too many people today running around building altars and calling on the name of Zeus. Why is that, you might say? He was just another one of the gods in the Parthenon, because he just simply fell out of favor. For one, for one thing, we're not Greek. But besides that, we primarily today, of course, got... In our timeline, the standbys are Jesus Christ, Muhammad, throw a few others in there for good measure. But it's the same thing. The point that I'm trying to make here is the danger. It doesn't matter if it's today or if it was 2,000 plus years ago or all the way back. To the very first humans or proto-humans that could ever goddamn mumble out the first sentence of anything made by us. It is still the same thing and it is still just as dangerous. You need to stop involving yourself and thinking along the lines of magical thinking. Now having said that I don't want to be confused with someone that is not willing to think out of the box I think as a matter of fact I believe that we should try to stretch the realms of our uh, knowledge base to increase Our comprehension of the world around us, of life. But one doesn't do that if you are involved in magical thinking. The thing about magical thinking is that it doesn't require any explanation. It is simply magic. The argument ends there. Why did this thing happen? Or conversely, depending on the scenario, why didn't this particular thing happen? Well, because this particular God on this particular day wasn't feeling in such a way as they were supportive or not. This silly thinking, this absolute silly thinking, can be so harmful and so destructive. We have very, very serious things in the world going on, folks. And at any time, perhaps now more than ever, the last thing that we need is anyone. Who keeps wanting us to be intellectually lazy and just to degrade ourselves back to magical thinking? And this may come as a surprise, but it doesn't necessarily even have to be. It usually is, but it doesn't have to be limited to religion. For instance, Anyone that thinks, think of all of the political commentators that you've listened to over the year or years. Everyone famous. Of course, I'm older, so, you know, my history goes back to William Buckley, for that matter. William Buckley Jr. And, um, yeah, I remember when, you know, Chomsky was relatively young guy (laughs) so yeah um uh, my perspective on that goes goes back a few decades but my point is is that once again it it doesn't it doesn't matter overall it doesn't matter so all of these um different perspectives again if we're talking on the left and on the right if you think for example and this is i think another hopefully decent example of magical thinking if you keep thinking that if we just had if we just had the right senators and if we just had the right congressmen and if we just had the right the correct party whether it's Republicans or Democrats or, hell, libertarians for that matter, if you just think, yeah, if we, if we could just get this thing in the right combination, then, like, again, magic, you know, so many things would be solved and, and, and we'd solve the, the problem of homelessness and, and, you know, just one thing after another social equality and the list goes on and on and on and on well, I'm sorry, no, it isn't going to happen because none of that is going to fix the problem. Once again, it's magical thinking. You're trying to fix a problem which is very real and not imaginary through magical thinking. And that doesn't work. It never has worked. There have been many, many, many instances that have shown historically, even in fairly recent times, uh, of what happens in any time that we start thinking in, in terms of any kinds of people with any particular kind of rhetoric and we follow them, this is, ends up with and has been demonstrated to end up in absolutely horrific, terrible consequences. Um, Purely off the top of my head, check your history of what happened with the Reverend Jim Jones and the Guyana tragedy of... Uh, Of what happened in the 70s Um, there's been many many uh, instances since then and it all circles back everything no matter where you start on this deal it goes full circle the crazy crazy goes back circle upon circle just picture the classic picture of the serpent eating its tail perhaps one of the greatest symbols representing futility that's ever been made anyway um yeah anyone expecting this government the democrats the republicans i know that there's so many currently there's so so many young people middle-aged people as a matter of fact that actually believe that you know the, that the time of so-called democracy we don't of course live in a democracy but anyway of capitalism in the u.s should end and we should embrace socialism well sorry i'm sorry to pop your uh your uh enthusiasm bubble on that but that's not the answer either And I can tell you, there's so many reasons why that is the reason, but I'm going to tell you one simple reason and there is history to back this up. I don't care what form of government it is. Okay. Be it capitalist, be it communist, be it socialist. But the one thing that brings them all down, all of them, just like it is in the U S currently. The one thing that has not been stopped. And this even goes back, yes, 2000 years to the time of Rome. One single thing. And this is just one element. There's been, there are many other elements to this, but I'm just going to tell you one, the primary one corruption. Because I don't give a damn what kind of social setup that you're trying to set up unless you can virtually, completely eliminate corruption, you will eventually end up spiraling down into economic and social ruin. It's happened historically countless times. It's happening across the world. It is happening, perhaps at a slower rate, but it is happening in China. And it most definitely is destroying the U.S., so, all of this, though, folks, all of it comes from magical thinking. So, just like the tree, the tree of the, of the mightiest oak, as they say, it starts as a very humble, small kernel. Some of the greatest... Trees, the greatest redwoods all these things started as a seedling they start that's the way it is now the illustration however poor it may have been but the illustration that i tried to give with the so-called hippie-ish lady um Maybe I shouldn't have used the term hippie-ish, new ages, what whatever-ish you want to call it. But anyway, you know, um, yeah, you can have a neighbor uh, like the other lady that I was telling you about that lives next to her, and they can live there for several many years. And uh, the other person can say, "Hey, well, yeah, they were, you know, they were a flake, but they didn't harm anybody, they didn't hurt anybody." And so it just remains. it is a form of crazy crazy that just kind of lingers. is just kind of there. But the thing is, <clears throat> it is always a seed, um, this illogical, this um magical thinking. It's something that is it's like a seed as long as it's protected, as long as it's dry. It just needs the right conditions to sprout. That's why, I mean, hell, there <laughs> it's common knowledge that there are grains uh, in the right conditions. There have been grains found in the uh, over 2,000 years old in the pyramids of Egypt, and they took some of those grains and you add water and sunlight and they sprouted. And my point about that is, as long as you have a a home, a safe place, a place for crazy crazy and it just sits, it doesn't mean thereupon right then that it's going to wreak havoc and cause the downfall of society and humanity. No. But on the other hand, if you look at all the lives, I'm not, not talking about say, the interaction of the car incident, okay? If you look at the lives of people who engage in magical thinking, in their lives, assuming they're not hermits, they, in turn, they interact with perhaps hundreds of other people over the course of their lives. And then you have to think in terms of, okay, How much, either in a positive or negative way, did this delusional person person, uh, affect the other person's life? And if they were basically uh, spreading the gospel of delusion, as I call it, um, well, that's not a good thing. Because One of the things, the huge difference between people, particularly when they are knowledgeable, um, at least I feel I'm somewhat knowledgeable, it's almost as though you are extremely inoculated against um, delusional thinking. Or, let's say, magical thinking. Not impervious, but, you know, I'd like to think that I, I have a, a, fair, a fairly good uh, grasp of uh, what's going on around me. <clears throat> but, um, on the other hand, when a person chooses to follow delusions, um, you know, to believe in uh, spiritual energies and and this sort of, well, again, uh, magical thinking um, they've essentially they've essentially turned off their brains. That's essentially what has happened. So there's there's actually, you know, really um, there's very little difference between, say, a so-called hard, you might think that there is a difference between a um, a, a uh, progressive, social progressive, or again, old old term, hippyish, um, new agey person who, uh, for instance, smokes weed and is, uh, as they say, you know, they're very uh, socially, racially, and whatnot progressive, and a. Uh, let's say a hardline Christian conservative um, you know Baptist or Methodist who lives in the Midwest <clears throat> and you may think you know that they, they could be so you know so divergent but actually actually it's the exact opposite because they both heavily are involved in the same thing magical thinking so, whether this person that you know and love uh, came down with some sort of illness, and you went to church and you prayed your heart out, maybe it's a very close friend, a loved one, and you prayed your heart out to 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 your God, and then you know the person actually gets better, and then then you feel thankful to your to your god and all that and you're profusely and then that reinforces the delusion but it doesn't matter if it's that or if you're the again the earth goddess mother reiki person one of these people that actually comes to their abode and you know does all this uh, mystical sounding witch doctor ish kind of chants and and, and and makes these, uh, I don't know, smelly um, smelly incense and all that. It's, just, it's, the same, it's the same thing. It's the same thing. It's ritual. It's ritual and it's magical thinking. And so, and the answer is always the same because, you know, I just talked about, let's say, with the more uh, conservative, the, the, the Christian person, and let's say the person that they were praying for gets better, and then the other person, it reinforces their delusion, so they're all hallelujah, this, that, and the other, and, and thanking God, and thanking the congregation, and thanking, and thanking, and thanking. But on the other hand, if there's absolutely no response, or perhaps the person in question actually gets sicker, or perhaps even dies, well, then they have an answer that the priest or preacher can look at them and and console them and just you know all he has to say is it was all in God's plan which in my mind is the same as saying if you're on the uh, if you're on the other side of this equation if you're the Reiki practitioner, you could say, well, unfortunately, yeah, they, they take all the kudos when the magic works. And then sometimes they have to very gently say to you and console you, and they'll say, well, sometimes the magic doesn't work. Buddy? Before I wrap things up, I just wanted to give you this little message about the contest. When you go to my website at theearnestmanshow.com and go on the comments section, you can actually leave a comment about anything you want whatsoever. After all, this show is not about me. It's about you. And I really want to know what it is you want to talk about. So please, fill something out. Let me know exactly what you want to talk about. And that is exactly what we will talk about. Other than that, all I can say is I hope you had a good day today. And I hope we all have a better day tomorrow. Take care.